This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Time can feel like it's in short supply. Between work, family, and friends, there's very little time left just for you. What would you do with an extra hour in your day? What's important to you? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. It's a great way to increase self-awareness, build a greater sense of purpose, deal with overthinking, and more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash be here now today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash be here now. Welcome to the New Growth Podcast with Nikki Walton. Join her as she explores divine love as a key to spiritual growth, empowered service, and inner and outer success. If you'd like to support Nikki's podcast, please visit BeHereNowNetwork.com forward slash Nikki. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of New Growth. I'm your host, Nikki Walton. And before I get started today, I just want to take a moment to love on the title New Growth, which my sister, my younger sister, she had a dream about it. She dreamt this name and it felt like a very powerful nod to my success, you know, in that natural hair space, as well as a beautiful description of where I have been in the spiritual journey that started when I was seven. I started asking those big questions like, what is God and where is God and who am I and what happens after I die? All that early. And then it heated up in 2013, like really, really strongly and powerfully, which is why I'm excited about the guests that I have on the show today because I'm having a full circle moment. But before I go there, I want to first share my favorite Ram Dass quote, which is very appropriate. And I'm also going to share the same quote at the top of every episode, just so that we can take a moment to come in to the moment and just anchor this love. The quote is to treat everyone you meet as if they are God in drag, as if they are a form of love. Every encounter is a holy encounter and every form you meet is just love embodied. And I have two such forms with me today on the show. These forms are celebrated personalities. They are both actresses. They are both singers. One is kind of a new singer in the public space. One makes her living with her singing and they both spread, they radiate this light, this love, this joy, and they share it on their platforms beautifully, and it's reflected beautifully in their lives. They also look alike because they look like their mama because they're sisters. Please join me in welcoming Miss Rhonda Ross and Miss Tracy Ellis Ross to New Growth. Thank you guys so much for being on the show. This is so exciting. (laughs) I think, Rhonda, is this our first interview together? It is. No way. Yeah. Get the two of us as a whole family, right? Yeah, we've done the whole family or all five, but never just the two of us. That is really cool. I feel honored. And it's really powerful for me because, well, I'm going to set up the whole thing for y'all at home so you can understand why this is such a big deal to have them here. So the year was 2012, I think. And I had been doing Curly Nikki since 2008-ish. And I've been trying to get Tracy on my couch for that whole entire time. I've gotten lots of big interviews like Shaka Khan and um, Wanda Sykes and Raven Simone, but Tracy was like that unicorn. And I remember her one time telling me, when the time is right, it'll happen. Like she said it like Prince. Like I imagine how Prince, if I'd ever spoken with him, would have said to me like, wait, my child, it's it will happen. So then in 20, no, yeah, at the end of 2012, we had a party. We were brought together And we had a beautiful party in Times Square and it was like 1500 people at rush hour. We shut it down. Fabulous. We kept in touch. 2013, top of 2013, I launched my book with HarperCollins. It's a bestseller across the board. It hit all the lists except for one. 
the only one I cared about, which was the New York Times. I had done the visualizations and the affirmations and I could feel the excitement of finding out that I hit the list. And there was some arbitrary reason why I didn't get on the list. It was a deeper reason. It brought me to where I am now. But I was so broken and I couldn't get out of it. It had been like, I don't know, a week. And I still felt so down. And I knew I'm like, I am way off center. Something's wrong. And I had been up until that point practicing like the law of attraction, the secret. It was really big then at that time. So I reached out like instinctually to Tracy, even though we weren't like that cool. You know, it wasn't like something that we had kept in touch. Um, But for some reason in my soul, it felt like I needed to reach out to her. And I followed that instinct. And she so graciously took the call. And I just started crying on the phone and I felt so bad. I'm just like crying now, I feel like, because it's all those memories. And she reminded me very powerfully in her way that we don't do what we do for the outcomes, for the accolades, for the pats on the back. She's like, you do what you do for these Black women for love and for service. And if you get awarded in that along the way, awesome. If you don't, it doesn't matter. There's other books that'll come. There's other opportunities that'll come. Keep doing what you do and be of service. And for me, in my mind, I can't remember if you said detach, but it felt like you said, like, let loose, like let go of those, those outcomes. And so when we got off the phone, I immediately started Googling law of detachment. And that took me to non-duality and those teachers like first Eckhart Tolle, Ram Dass, Deepak Chopra, um, and then into the deeper teachings of Ramana Maharshi and Nisargadatta Maharaj and just all these beautiful, deeper, it was like down the rabbit hole, all because of Tracy. So then fast forward, 2013 until like 2019, super, super, super into this. This is all I do. This is my whole life. I've been under a rock. Um, I found love inside in 2015, this divine love that I talk about all the time inside. And now it's all that's left. And I've been anchored in it and practicing it until I realized that I am this. And it was in, I think, February, March of this year, um, Rhonda, who I've been friends with from a distance for years now, because we kind of move in similar circles, this positivity, love space. So from a distance, we've been friends, we've kept up, we've been on phone calls where we had never met. And there was um, an event here in Clearwater Beach. And she hit me up and was like, don't you live there now? And I'm like, yeah, I do. So we got to spend a whole day together, um, like eight hours. And this is all we talked about. This is it. We ate lunch. We talked about this. We walked the beach. We talked. It was only this conversation. And it felt so powerful. And the stories that she shared about her and your mom and, you know, like Abraham Hicks and all these beautiful teachings and the ones that I had found because of your sister. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So interesting. Our, our worlds seem to be intertwined. Yes. I was knowing it. It's really interesting. Absolutely. It's, it was great. Cause after that day, I called Tracy and I was like, I just spent the whole day with Nikki. We met today and spent the whole day together. Right. <laughs> like just talking like this, like best friends. And so for everyone at home, Tracy for me was, well, for everyone really, and at least in these circles, was the catalyst to the natural hair movement that we know of today. Like her and a cohort of women that I feel like I was a part of too, we helped to change the face of Black America. And it started off with those girlfriend episodes where we all wanted to have hair like Tracy. So but what people don't know is that she's also the catalyst for my deeper spiritual journey. And I would not even be talking to you, I don't believe, how I am now and using my platform in this way had I not had that fateful conversation with her uh, that day in 2013. So thank you, New York Times. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, it's so interesting. You, uh, you are so easy to talk to. So it's understandable that Rhonda would have, you know, meet you and then spend the day with you. But I will say that um, you were a part of my natural hair journey um, and, you know, it was 10 years for me of wanting, it took 10 years to create pattern. And although it looks like, or might look like I was part of the front facing version of natural hair movement, it started from Rhonda. Really? <laughs> Rhonda's the OG. <laughs> Rhonda's way ahead of me. Rhonda Love started that. before me. Rhonda is oh. my bridge my entrance and my pathway into loving um, the texture of my hair, to loving my blackness, to knowing my blackness, to understanding my blackness. Um, She is 
um, who, how I became who I am other than being birthed through my mom and my extraordinary, the extraordinary embrace of my mom. My, Rhonda and I are the closest in age. We were the first two that popped out. Um, and so my entire being developed by pressing up against Rhonda, both in the safety of what she offered to me as my sister and my other half, and also um, because anything she did, I didn't want anything to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. That's That's how how it, works. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't rivalry. It yeah. was more um, sort of individuation. Yeah. Than, than rivalry because I, I didn't I never felt in competition with Rhonda I just felt like I wanted to be my own thing but mm -hmm. um and I, I'll stop talking but Rhonda also you know she's where I learned to have my voice and found my voice because I couldn't I didn't know how to get what was inside of me out of me through language um and Rhonda is so facile with language and one of the smartest people I know that I always say like people are like I'm like I'm I'm really I'm the shoddy stuff in the family like <laughs> my siblings are the ones I'm like I'm like eh. like you're so joyful I'm like yeah Chutney's uh she kind of takes the cake on that you're so smart yeah. it's kind of the smart one I mean yeah I get I'm just I'm taking I get the, I'm the flex off the diamond when they're shaping it. <laughs> they're the diamonds but um so yeah, even learning how to language what was inside me and sort of um, stand my ground on my own beliefs and find enough space and real estate to actually find what my beliefs were came from Rhonda. I mean, I wouldn't send an email out or send a letter or anything without Rhonda proofreading it for years wow. um, and sort of helping me. Oh yeah. Um, you know, people have mentors outside their life. I had one inside my family. Right. That's yeah, powerful. So. That's powerful stuff. Did you know all of this, Rhonda? I'm assuming you do. But she well, has a lot of it. Well, you know, I, I was, I was there for it. And, and so, but, but the bottom line is we did that for each other, you know, and I will say um, what's, what's so fascinating about hearing that. And she has said that before is that as she's saying that I'm saying that in so many ways is what I'm doing with her right now. As I watch all of this fame that she's walking through and all of the success that she's walking through and mm -hmm. how she's doing it so presently and so humbly and so consciously and so purposefully. And I'm watching like, gosh, you know, like, look at, look at all that I and we all have to learn from how she's, she's walking through this and the decision she has to make because her platform is so big. Um, because there's so many eyes on her and how she's making those decisions with so much, um, so much conscientiousness yeah. of everything that it means. Yeah. Um, everything from pattern and all the details she puts into that to her, her clothing line with JCPenney to, to the show, to Blackish, to Mixedish, to everything, to this movie, High Note, to everything she does. She's so, um, um, aware of the details of what it means and what it looks like and, and what it means for herself and what things throw her off of balance and which things keep her in balance. And, and I'm watching saying, I want to be like that. You know? right? like, no, she's be like a that. beautiful role it's model remarkable. in that way. It's it remarkable. Is. And then for her to turn around and give me kind of any credit for that, like is, is sort of, I don't know. Um, it, it, it's, it, it makes me speechless a little bit. <laughs> This yes. is beautiful, guys. I, I've been watching too, Tracy. And so whenever I do share what I just shared with like my more intimate circle and the women that I coach, you know, spiritually, I always share that story about you and how you helped me. And I'm like, and look at her now. Look at where she is now. Because when I spoke with you, you were already very successful, but you weren't who you are now. And so what you just said, Rhonda, about walking and moving in presence, you know, like so self-aware in my mind, and correct me if I'm wrong, Tracy, I want to hear your perspective on this. Do you think that you would even be where you are if you hadn't found that presence, that that self-awareness? Did that come first for you or did it come like in this process? Um, I think it's a daily experience. Um, I don't know that I, you know, I, this whole idea that's in um, sort of self-help world of getting better or um, going after what you want, my journey has been about becoming more myself. 
I feel like I spent so many years trying to understand myself, get to know myself, um, and still really distancing myself from so much of who I was. Um, then came the acceptance of self. Um, and every once in a while, a little bit of love of self. How old were um, you when that acceptance and that self-love kicked in? Oh, gosh, I don't, I don't really know. I want to say in my 30s. I mean, I'm 47 now. And the, the, the phase I'm in now is I now have the courage to actually be the person I discovered which is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> I mean, it is, um, you know, and, and I come by all of my stuff really honestly. And so I try and hold space for it and really allow, um, like I, I recently came up with this word that is so helpful for me, which is wholeness. Like mm -hmm. I'm not looking for wellness. There's an uh, indication in that, that um, things are all good, that you're healthy, that That's you're well. Perfect. I love that. Yeah. And I, I am very comfortable with and, and um, receive as a part of the experience of living that things are sharp and sticky and uncomfortable. And it doesn't mean it's an indication I'm doing something wrong. Um, there's often a lot of information and um, in a lot of those spaces. I don't need to hold there. I don't need to... But it's, it's less about, it's more about creating meaning on those sharp, sticky, and uncomfortable things than the actual sharp, sticky, and uncomfortable thing. Absolutely. You know, I mean, if, if every time it rained, you took it personally, you were like, oh, what have I done to make it rain like this? And I'm all wet. <laughs> That's now. what we do. That's what we do. Every time we do that it all, we do it all the mental time. attacks come, we're like, oh, yeah. it's just weather inside. It's just, it's just weather. And, um, and I do think that, what'd you say, Rhonda? Uh, Nikki said, it's just weather inside. And it's I said, the same. I, it's really good. I don't know if I've ever heard that. That's actually really good. It's exactly the same. That's where I thought you were going. Like, cause that's how I see it. I mean, it. I always look at it as outside, but I've never, it's just weather inside is really mm -hmm. helpful. Um, and yeah, you know, I, uh, so I don't know what your question was. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh yes. I was going to say, I don't know either. Um, wondering if that love, that self-love acceptance that presence was found before you moved into these new spaces, these new stages. For sure. You know, uh, when we talked that time when you called me, um, I was deep into my spiritual journey and practice. Um, and obviously I, I had, you can tell that by the fact that I said anything about being of service because that is, it comes hand in hand with spiritual yes. practice in my opinion, but, um, or it did for me. Uh, I'm grateful that now by the time I got to Blackish, I didn't, my ego hasn't needed any of these things. Mm -hmm. I had already kind of grieved and mourned that it might not happen. You know what I mean? Like so many of the dreams that I wanted um, might not happen. And it's no indication of my worthiness, my ability, my, um, any of those things. I mean, I might not, not find the partner that I think I deserve or want or any of those things. Oh, okay. You know, it's not up to me really. I can keep showing up for my life, suiting up, showing up and, and all of that. So by the time I got here and I've been in this, the truth is it's been more for me about, okay, what do I do with this? What can I, how can I help? How can I, what do I do with this? Hold on. Wait, what's that? Oh, I don't know. Let me, can we turn that into something else? You know? And then I think the biggest shift for me occurred and, uh, which we can talk about after is I spent so many years at the beginning of a lot of the success coming, um, taking and, and so many years taking what I was given and turning it into something like making the best of it. And I recently have turned a corner into how can I go after what I want? Um, and that in and of itself has its own like Absolutely. stuff to it. Um, but so I so like having your own goals as opposed to just unfolding, like you said, becoming more of yourself, like having new specific things that you're trying to manifest. Well, I think like, for example, you know, if I were to take it off of career, just on a guy, like he likes me, like, uh, this is not a specific situation, but like he likes me. So, and I want a relationship. So let's make the best of of him mm -hmm. as opposed to what do I want? Yes. 
make that list and go towards that. And then if some guy shows up, even if he likes you and he's nice, but if he doesn't match any of the things that are important to you, I don't need to spend my time twisting myself around into pretzels and knots and all these things to try and Beautiful. make it the best of what it can be. Beautiful. And that's the same with any career thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I used a guy as the metaphor, but no, that's really good and powerful yeah. and helpful. I'm sure for everyone at home. Cause we all do that. We all do yeah. that. I find myself back in that space. Um, I'm not really fully prepared to talk about my separation. I'm still processing it myself, but mm -hmm. those are all things that, I have to explore myself. Yeah. And yeah. I started very young. I got married very young, you know, mm. so how old were you? I was 24, but we, we were together for 17 years. So Whoa. That was my entire adult life. I'm 37. Wow. Yeah. Um, so yes, knowing what you want and saying no to everything that isn't that, and not even really saying no, but just feeling well, that power inside. And that yeah. is like the no. You know, like saying, it's not a resistance. A small no, a small no, which yeah. is a bigger yes. I know Rhonda's about to cut it and say it's so strange because with Tracy as my older sister, <laughs> she likes to tell people I'm her older sister. <laughs> How many months are y'all apart or years are y'all apart? 14, 14 months. 14. 14 months. You guys are like basically twins. Like you yeah, are basically twins. crazy. Well, <laughs> we we've we've got we've got two in the family that are closer. So really? <laughs> yeah, our brothers are only 10 months apart. Wow. Wow. Well, mama looks good. Her body was together <laughs> at the concert. I could not believe it. I'm like, that is absolutely inspiring. That's crazy. Her, yeah, her jeans are very special. Y'all got them. Y'all got them. I have so. We, I know Rhonda has lots to say. Yes. No, I want to I, hear, I I, hear for you too, Rhonda, like how you stay rooted in this, this love. Cause I could feel that from you during the whole time that we were together and how it's informed your success and who you are in the world. Well, I love what you guys were talking about, especially how you started Nikki with the, um, the idea of not doing things for accolades. So, um, my journey has been, uh, that I, 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 I knew young that, uh, that I needed to find what really lit me up and what really uh, uh, guided me and really floated my boat. And I needed to, to focus on that. I knew that young. I don't know if that's because um, being Dinah Ross's daughter and there's just a lot of expectation on uh, all of us to be sort of the next incarnation of, of who she is and was. And, and I knew that I wouldn't be happy being that. I knew I had to find myself. And so I did, and, I, and, and, and at a relatively young age in college, I, I started finding it and I found it in the music and I found it in jazz and I found it in my songwriting and, and all of that. What's been interesting, um, if I could just be honest, is the, the space of Tracy's fame and me still having to find that space of, of knowing my own value, even if the world is not saying, you're so valuable, Rhonda Ross. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, some people say it, but you know, that's been such, like such a great, I don't know, challenge for me to chew on for these I don't know how long has it been, Tracy? 10 years, 20? I don't know how long you've been famous. <laughs> but that's been actually, you know, what did you say, Tracy? There's a lot of information in it. It's been great information. Like, like um, well, just, just to take it off of that for a minute, I was on a soap opera for a few years and, and there, was, there was success in that. What'd you say? Emmy nominated. I was Emmy nominated and, um, and that was exciting and, 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 and a lot of eyeballs and accolades yeah. and, and, you know, all of that stuff, it, it was great. And then, um, and then it was another world and, and another world went off the air and I moved to Los Angeles and I was ready to do all of it. The law and orders that I was just ready to do it all. And they didn't come calling. They didn't come calling. And, and th that was another time when I had to say, who are you? You know whether the world is 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 blowing smoke in your face or not. You know, what I mean, like, who are you? Where is your value? And I realized I had to find my value in something. I had to base my value in something that nobody could take away, 
and that nobody could shake mm -hmm. and that, you know, I had to. And that was my beginning of my journey, which was that was over 20 years ago of where is my power? Where is my value? Where what is my self love based on taking that it back when, from the world, taking your taking power it back? back. Absolutely. And so that was, you know, that was that was the beginning. Um, of that for me and and it's been really fascinating to to find these little tracy said some like sharp corners when i'll say oh that was sharp all right mm -hmm. so let me go look at really what about that was sharp and usually what i find is it's not the actual thing that's sharp it's the story around the thing that's sharp mm -hmm. And you tell this whole story, this thing happens, the fact, whatever that fact is, and then you tell a story about it. Well, let me tell you, it ain't my fault. Yeah. It's not fair because- Exactly. That's you putting your power back out there. You're putting so it by the way, the people in the circumstances. That's one of the reasons I use the words sharp, sticky, and all that, because as soon as I put the feeling on it, as soon as I say it was hurtful, it was painful, it was, you know, I get so caught, I, I immediately am pulled into the story, but somehow when I put like a sharp or whatever, it's like a thing over there that it's like, oh, that's the thing. It was sharp. That's what happens. People get you yeah. and it. What I always tell the women that I work with, um, the practice that got me through my moments, like the dark nights of the soul, like towards the end of my journey in like 2018, I had a note in my phone and it said, for when you're upset, then I'd open the note if I was awake enough in those moments where that stickiness hit me, that sharpness hit. And it said, you're not upset for the reason you think. Mm. You're upset because you forgot this piece. You made something more important in your relationship with God. You stepped out of love. And just reading those words, no matter what the circumstances were or appeared to be or who it was that said something or didn't do something, it's like the legs got knocked out right from under that's it. And so, that's a really great reminder. That and, anger is still there. So it's like it's not bypassing, right? The anger is still there a little bit. The stickiness, the sharpness is still there. But now love is there. For the first time in that same rerun of an episode of an appearance in your life, your movie, your life, you know, like there's that same situation coming up or at least that same stickiness or sharpness is coming up. But for the first time, love is there. God is on the scene. And that changed. I use that for everything. Minor annoyances to the major things. And it's I love that. I love that. I had a situation just the other day, I mean, maybe a week or so ago, and I was frustrated by something and I was, I was taking a walk and I said, okay, let me take this thing. Um, let me take my life out of the context of what I, what I think, how I think other people should be relating to it. Um, let me just take it out of that for a second. And when I took it out of that, uh, just for a second, I just kind of just like muted that. And when I did that, everything about my life in that moment, every fact I could bring up was perfect. Like it was perfect. Yes. It, was, it was exactly as I wanted it to, it was perfect. And I thought, and then the word perfect, and then the word perfection came up and I said to myself, that perfection feels like ideal, which didn't exactly fit, but whole Tracy came up oh, and I said, it's whole, it's perfect in the sense of wholeness, like a perfect circle. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. And, um, and I said, wow, you know, as soon as I put on, yeah, but uh, that person should have recognized it, uh -huh. or I should have, you know, or, or I should have been someplace else by this age, or I should have, whatever. When I put the story around it, it was, it didn't feel perfect. But when I took the story out and just looked at what it actually was, you know, what it actually like my real, my relationship with my son, my, the music that I make, you know, the things that I'm writing, the things that I'm reading, the things that I'm thinking, I said, this is what I want. I'm doing exactly what I want. Yeah, and, uh, and, and it's only, it's only not okay when I think that. that exactly. When you think there's a book, when I um, think. Sailor, um, Bob Adamson, I think, uh, maybe Adam, Sailor Bob Adams, where it's like, there's nothing wrong unless you think about it. So right now, <laughs> wherever you're at, at home, before thought, yeah. there's nothing wrong. Everything is whole. There's present perfection. And that's what enlightenment is, the recognition of present perfection. However, it's showing up without your life story, the narration on top of it, it's just voices, heartbeat, sensations, color, you know, and there's nothing that's saying you're this old or you're too old to do this or you're too skinny or you're too big or you don't, you know, whatever the mind says before thought, nothing's wrong. Yeah. And that was powerful for me because I needed to start seeing with fresh eyes 
everything around me. Yeah. Yeah. But I just, this is absolutely tremendously powerful. And I would love to know what you guys are presently reading and what your meditation schedules look like if you are still formally meditating. Uh, Rhonda, what are you reading? I will Rhonda, start. Rhonda, oh, I your IG. I know what you're reading. And Tracy gave it to I, you, according to the caption. That's right. She did. She did. <laughs> so um, I, I, I came out here. Um, I'm in Los Angeles. I live in New York, but I'm in L.A. And I came out here directly from tour. I was on tour with my mother and I haven't had a chance to go home. And by the time I got out here, uh, all the stores were empty. Right. So Tracy had gone grocery shopping for me, which is it makes me cry every time I think about it. And we got here and she had all these bags of groceries. She gave me these bags of groceries and three books. Amazing. And, like ones. and I was like, who gonna read all them books? I don't think I'll read them books. And so, <laughs> so, but anyway, um, they were great. A Toni Morrison reader, a Zora Neale Hurston reader, and this book called Untamed uh, mm -hmm. by Glennon Doyle, which is a memoir. And um, and so at first I wasn't reading. I was doing a lot of Audible, but my, my insights were still too fast to read. Mm -hmm. They were still... It was still moving too fast and I couldn't sit it, to read paper. I find it takes a, a, a quietness inside of myself that I didn't have. So about three weeks into the quarantine, um, I just was uh, passing by and I saw the book and I just picked it up and I fell in love with it. So it's a book about how she freed herself. Um, it's a memoir and I found it incredibly empowering and incredibly it gave me a lot of permission to feel all of the things that i've been feeling uh both in this lockdown as well as um uh just in life and and i felt i felt it was a just a really powerful book so i did put it on my ig yesterday yeah i saw that and then, um and then after that i i went online and I don't know how I was guided towards this book. It's about 15 years old, but it's called Broken Open by Elizabeth Lesser. And the, the, the subtitle is How Difficult Times, oh, I forgot, I have it here somewhere, but How Difficult Times um, uh, Lead to Your Spiritual Awakening. That, that is the truth. Thing, which that is exactly is what we were talking about. You were talking about, you know, with, with, your, with your book um, and the New York Times and just all of the, how these, how these sticky, uh, sharp, things that come into our life are actually here. If you give, if you give that kind of meaning to them, as Tracy was saying, um, they can open your eyes and, 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 you know, and lead you to the next version of yourself. Yeah. And, and that's and what Rumi says. That the cracks. That's how the light gets in. That's how the light gets in. That's re and, it. Um, we need it until we don't. We need the suffering. That's what Tolai says. We need the suffering until we don't. <laughs> so. and, well, and, I, mm. and it's it's only suffering if you look at it that way, because otherwise I was going to say teacher. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say pain is a part of life. Suffering is what we add to the pain. Absolutely. That's the story. Right. The story. Yeah. So those are the two that I'm I'm deep into now. Um, um, I'm actually going through Broken Open for a second time, um, and I'm I'm trying to figure out what my third one's going to be. But I I get up in the mornings and I read, um, and then I write. You asked about um, meditation, all that. I I, I meditate. Um, I'm not formal formal, but I lay there in that space. Um, and then I read and then I write, I take my, my run, uh, if I can. And that ends up being kind of a meditation. Yeah. Um, I'm listening to a lot of Eckhart Tolle. I'm really, he's really speaking to me in this time. Um, and so that's pretty much what I've been, that's I love what, that. what this time has been for me. And it's been, and, and I've been, you know, with my son and doing the, the, we homeschooled anyway, we homeschooled before this. Um, but you know, between that and cooking and cleaning and cooking and cleaning and cooking and cleaning, I'm, <laughs> I'm, yes. reading, I'm reading and writing and meditating. That's you know, um, Tole, I was introduced recently to one of his earlier teachers. I know I shared with you, Joel Goldsmith, and mm -hmm. he's talked about him recently. Yeah. I found out about Barry Long. Have you guys heard of him? Barry Long. I listened to one of his books. And it's Tole, like 10 years before Tole. And it's very, oh, wow. you know how like before teachers take it as their own and add words to make it their own, that first teaching, it felt even more pure. It's easier. It's fewer words. Um, there is a great oh, yeah, audio. Tole is, is tough for me. Yeah. So you might like, so I love Tole. So I'll start with that. And it took a while to get to that place because I could see the silence that he's pointing to more than the words themselves. The teacher, Barry Long, does that even more 
beautifully. He does it more beautifully. There's a great YouTube video called How to Stop Thinking. And it really points to how to deal with those sharp, sticky things that come up, you know, to watch them like a cat watching a mouse hole so that the thoughts don't come out of them. The thoughts, the storyline doesn't come out of them. And I thought it was just so beautiful the way he described it. And it's, it's on YouTube, That's really nice. quick listen. Um, but yes, Tracy, tell us about your read and what your routine looks like. Um, I have not been reading. I've been listening uh, to audiobooks right now. Uh, it's been extremely busy for me during this pandemic. Um, and uh even my sitting practice of meditation has not been the easiest. So for me, it's been more about um, sort of being with myself, which I never get an opportunity to do in the pace of my life. So it's been um, really about me kind of moving to an easier, gentler, softer space where I can just move and be with myself in a very present way. Um, I don't have a dishwasher, so I like to describe meditation as doing what I'm doing while I'm doing it, which I have lots of opportunities. Why does do. Tracy Ellis Ross not have a dishwasher? Washing dishes is Nikki's least favorite thing. Least it's also favorite, my least favorite thing. Um, but the satisfaction when they're clean is just I can I can see that. Rhonda knows I'm a real clean freak. I'm really? ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ridiculous. Um, like but, monk levels, monk levels of cleanliness. Maybe. All right. <laughs> Maybe. But so for me, the um, I have an old house and I didn't want to um, rip up the kitchen and have to modernize it in a way that would ruin the actual authentic charm of it. Mm -hmm. And I That's never awesome. put one in. And it I is what that. it is. I, I don't really that. care. I mean, you know, um, I love doing laundry. I, I've always loved doing that stuff. I've always been that kind of person. I get a lot of joy out of no, Ron. Listen to me. Let me let me tell you a little story. Let me tell you a little story. Oh no, I'm scared of the story. <laughs> no, no. I used to. So Rhonda and I both went to Brown. Y'all smart. I went. To, I went okay. to visit Brown before I went there to stay with I'm Rhonda. Only afraid of this story. The first thing I did. No, you don't have to be afraid. The first thing I did was she was like at class. I cleaned her entire room. I cleaned the entire room. That's Rhonda is gift. also the person. Rhonda is also the person. I'm very specific. I know my favorite clothes. Da, da, da. When we were young, I was looking for this t-shirt. It was a favorite t-shirt. It was a t-shirt I loved. And, and I'm like, I was asking everyone, where's my t-shirt? Has anyone seen my t-shirt? We sit down at breakfast one morning. And I was like, that's my t-shirt. Rhonda was like, is it? I don't know. I just put it on. I was like, are you kidding <laughs> did you know, me right did now? Did you know, Rhonda? Did no, you know I she did No, I have other things to put my mind on. I'm focused no. other places. No, no, no. She honestly didn't know this. I can tell you, this is the reason her son speaks four languages. This is the reason wow. that she can homeschool. Rhonda's attention is on things that clearly are not. Yeah, yeah. And so... You know, anyway. She's powerful, man. Rhonda's powerful. Your message is voice. It's, it's no joke. Rhonda's no joke. I, I have gone back to a lot of old books on tape. I like to listen to David Sedaris because he's so funny and I go to sleep laughing out loud, like literally That's laughing. That's healing. I also just put another James Baldwin book, Another Country. Is that yeah. Another Country? Yeah. I just started listening to that. It's a little hefty for me for right now. Okay. So I can listen to it during the day, but not at night. I can't go to sleep with it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, my, my practice, I do, I am a Pema Chodron, Jack Cornfield gal. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and, and they're affiliated I, with this network too. They, they oh, work. Yes, with I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was excited when yeah. I was like, yeah. Um, so my, I do have a sitting practice. I was introduced to it through Pema Chodron. Um, she was the first uh, sort of spiritual practice of any kind that I felt met me where I was. She sat down right next to me on the cushion and held my hand. And so that's where I've been. Uh, I, I, the first one I read was um, When Things Fall Apart. And the second one is the sort of a uh, daily reader. I don't know if it's a daily reader, but like comfortable with uncertainty. 
Ah, that's good. I need um, to check which that is out. one of my absolute favorites. And then um, Charlotte Joko Beck. Um, I read both of her books and those were also very helpful. But I find that meeting myself where I am with my spirituality as opposed to pushing myself towards something that I think I should be doing um, is, is not the key. So mm -hmm. meeting myself with kindness, um, making friends with it, uh, and, and just kind of being where I am is the most loving thing that I can offer myself. Oh, that's good stuff. I love that. That's good. Um, this is that point in the show where we're going to take a question from okay. one of you at home. Um, if you're ever interested in having your most, I don't know, fiery questions answered by myself and a guest, please give us a call at 321-285-9367 and leave a short-ish message, like less than a minute and let us know what's on your mind and we'll do our best to provide answers. No one has the answers, but we can do our best. So we're going to play one right now. And then we're going to have Tracy and Rhonda take a crack at it. Hi, Nikki and guests. My name is Jay Ugin, and I have a question. So I'm home with my husband and my child. We are all home. We are all pretty um, in pretty close quarters. And while I can find space to meditate and I can find the peace and the love and the silence when I'm alone, if I wake up really early or if I'm up really late, mm -hmm. I have a problem finding it when there's lots of noise and conversation and just like busy family life. So my question is, how do you find space to find space? If that makes sense? Mm -hmm. My husband and he said this individual space even a reality because when he thinks about the times when he was going out and he'd go to a bar or something like that, um, he was able to relax and calm down and find peace amongst the noise and chaos. So that's my question. How do I find space to find space? All right. Which one of you Probably ladies want to go first? Rhonda. I'll, I'll take I'll take a crack at that. Um uh, there's two different ways that I do that when, um, when, you know, I have, I have my son Raif kind of running around and maybe he's got the TV on, or even when he doesn't have the TV on, he's constantly, he's got a lot to say. Um, and this, this, this quarantine, I'm not with my husband, but usually it's, it's the three of us in the house. And I love what Tracy said earlier about doing what you do when you're doing it. Is that what you said? Mm -hmm. And I, I use that practice a lot a lot. So if I'm washing my hands, I'm actually washing my hands or the dishes or wiping the counter or folding the clothes or whatever, just being as present as possible during that time, it calms something in me. Um, and uh, it's, it's interesting, uh, Raif has been wanting to take his computer into the bathroom to have something on while he's in the yes. shower. Yes. And I say, don't do that. And he says, why not? I said, because when you're in the shower, you should just be in the shower. Just mm -hmm. be in the shower. That's good that you're making that. <laughs> that like... is hilarious. <laughs> I mean, how long do you know? That's like they want to watch screens while they eat, like every yeah, activity. Yeah. Just, yeah. And so, and I, and so I said to him, I said, when you're in the shower, I, I, and I heard someone say this to Oprah once, uh, you're, you're in the shower. How do you know you're in the shower? And you don't even have to name it and label it, but feel the steam, feel the, the, the heat, the, the water, the, you know what I mean? Is on smell the soap, the soap, oh. smell the soap, you know, just all of these things, like just be, be where you smell are. Smell the pattern conditioner that's in your <laughs> hair. <laughs> and so, um, so I would say that. And one thing that also just helps me on a more technical level is earbuds and putting in, you know, I, I listen to a lot of, um, um, meditation music on YouTube that just kind of calms soft thing. I put that in my ears, even if I only have one in, it, it does something to me while I'm still interacting. You know, maybe I'm doing homework with Raif or whatever. I'm still interacting, but it, it, it's giving me something that's a little calm. It's like you have a foot in the world and a foot in the kingdom. <laughs> you are in the kingdom too, right? <laughs> I, I, would, I, would, I would say that, you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's a challenge. It's a challenge, but, um, but, but I mean, I think there are, there are ways to find alone time, even when you're not alone. 
Absolutely. Yeah, for me, and I have two very wild, loud children. Um, headphones, when you said that, that hit it. For me, my best purchase of the last five years are Bose noise-canceling headphones. There you Plus, go. And I keep one ear out, right? But, yeah. oh my goodness. And I told someone recently who has a newborn, I'm like, just keep an ear out so you'll be a good mom and hear things and, you know, be attentive. But that level of hearing totally in your ear while you're out, it's like, you're it's a good reminder to stay as this love, as that presence. You're anchored in it before the body even starts moving. Um, also contrast, contrast helps me. So even when there is the sharpness or the stickiness, I can very quickly use that as a trigger to feel for the space that's all around the sharpness or the stickiness. And that goes with sound. So loud noises, the children screaming, the TV blaring, three screens going, is there a silence here? And you listen for it. And even with your headphones, play some of your favorite music, but listen for the silence that is fully present behind your eyes, between your ears, all around those musical notes. Um, I use contrast that way instead of being annoyed by it. It's helped me tremendously. Uh, also, Ole <laughs> talks about um, when there's a noise that's aggravating you, for example, it's aggravating you because there's something inside of you that it's hitting up against. Uh, Have you ever heard him say that? That's good. And so if you release that thing inside of you so that the noise is happening, but it's literally going through your body, uh, it's not bounce it's not jagging up against something yeah. uh, banging up against something and so that helps me too when I find myself uh getting oh what is that sound or why don't you turn that down or whatever I realize that I can change and yes. it can go right through me or like yeah. Tracy said and you were saying earlier wholeness when you recognize that this moment with these screaming children and all the TVs blaring is perfect yeah. as it is what's the problem is I need them to be quiet so I can find space and I did that for years. I had a very difficult time. I wanted to meditate for hours. That's part of the reason why I'm not married anymore. I needed, I felt like I needed my spiritual time and I didn't recognize that your whole life is that. Your whole life is meditation. Yeah, that's it. You know, so thank you guys so much for joining me today. I wanna hear before I let you go, cause I know we're out of time, what projects you wanna share, how we can support you and love on you from our homes. Let us know. Um, well, first I'll say this was really special. What a lovely conversation and nice opportunity for me and Rhonda to kind of um, mm -hmm. share our love for each other and also swirl in the same currency that we, the places that we overlap and our footing is the same. Um, what do I have? Pattern, um, my hair company. Yeah. Pattern Beauty for curly, <laughs> coily, and tight textures. Mine is slicked, yours is out. Um, we have phase two coming. So we started with wash day, um, conditioner, shampoo, and all of that. And now we are moving on to an area with a little more play, uh, which is exciting. And um, my movie just came out, which is extri extre extremely, extremely exciting, where I sing for the first time. Congratulations. The high note. Thank you. The high note is uh, available on demand and streaming services, most of them. And... Um, Blackish will be back in the fall. How, I don't know. So we'll mix dish. <laughs> How we will do that safely, I do not know, but we will. And uh, yeah. And then there's also my, always my Instagram. Absolutely. Your turn, Miss Rhonda. And, 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 um, and my Instagram also, uh, the Rhonda Ross uh, on Instagram. And, um, and I've got a lot of projects uh, in, in, in the pot also, um, I'm, I'm writing a new record, a couple new records, actually. So i um, writing a lot of songs, different kind of songs, different for who I am and, and different from what I've done in the past. Um, and I'm, I'm writing a lot of the stuff that we talked about today. I'm writing that sort of thing in, in, uh, in a book also. So I've been working on that. Yay. Ah, that's and amazing. That really, that's exciting. That really I'm really, happen, yeah. really excited about that. Really excited about that. Congratulations, and, girl. That's amazing. And I'm, and I'm going back to acting. I've taken some time off to focus on my music and I'm, I'm back. Look so, at quarantine. Got us all inspired to do the stuff, to do the things. <laughs> and, um, and so, yeah, so I've been, I've been talking with producers and, and, um, and, you know, trying to, trying to find the right projects, but, but a lot of good things have come uh, on the table. So I'm excited about that. Um, and that's it. Yeah. So just, you know, I, I'm, I, I, I just, I know we've already talked about this, but I, I, Tracy, you were talking about 
not necessarily saying this is what I want, but letting yourself unfold. Um, I'm in that in that in that same space. I've been doing a lot of the unfolding and a lot of the finding and a lot of the uh, self-loving and building. And now I'm starting to say, here are the dreams, you know, here are the, here are the people I want to work with, here are the, here are the things I want to do. And, and it's an exciting time. It's a good age. It's a good, yes, good absolutely. Age. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much again for honoring me in this space, this new space, this new venture for blessing this very first episode. Thank you all at home for joining us. And please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. It's called New Growth. Leave comments and let me know what you want to see, who you want to see, what you want us to talk about. And thank you again for joining. And I will see you guys and talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you. Wonderful, Nikki. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Time can feel like it's in short supply. Between work, family, and friends, there's very little time left just for you. What would you do with an extra hour in your day? What's important to you? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. It's a great way to increase self-awareness, build a greater sense of purpose, deal with overthinking, and more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash BeHereNow today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash BeHereNow.